On today's Court Vision, I have European professional Javis Howard. He plays in the Kosovo League and for BC Rahavec. We discuss his basketball career and how hard work and growing has got him to where he is today. I talk about USA basketball's win over Australia and the NBA schedule. Let's go. All right, today is Friday, August 23rd. Happy Friday, everyone out there. We have a great episode for you. Uh, I have an interview with Javis Howard, a uh, European professional basketball player. Great interview with him. I really enjoyed this interview. Um, I'm also going to get into the NBA schedule and some of the key, key games that are scheduled this year. Should be a great NBA season, uh, a lot of rivalries, and uh, the NBA is back with dynamic duels. Uh, but first of all, I'm going to get right into it. The FIBA basketball games. USA has beaten Australia, and I think we're into the summer of Kimball Walker's amazing basketball run, just like the NCAA tournament run that he had for UConn. I think we're going to see tournament Kimba come out in this tournament and play unbelievable, out-of-his-mind basketball, carry this USA basketball team right to the gold medal, I think he's playing, you know, he had a great game today against Australia in front of 51,000 fans, which is absolutely unbelievable. I don't think we even have that around here unless we were to rent out an indoor basketball stadium. You know, you see that for the NCAA tournament, obviously, because they rent out a football stadium. But if we rented out, like, a football stadium here, it would be great for, uh, like, at least an NBA game or have an NBA game on a mutual court. You know what? They should do the NBA championship on a mutual court. I think that would be awesome. Put it right in the middle of a football stadium. Go to Indiana. Go to Atlanta. Put it on one of those domes, Minnesota, and have the NBA championship. And just one game, one one NBA championship game, or one NBA playoff game has to be played in a dome like that. Um, just the crowds that you guys get. Um, so that must have been that must have been an amazing atmosphere for those players to get in. But you know, you can't complain when we're getting out of the dog days of summer. Here, you know, we have college football on Saturday, and we have FIBA basketball going on. This is exciting. This is an exciting time. We're finally getting out of this rut. Uh, I mean, as much as I love to watch golf, but I'd rather watch my fast-paced sports. And, you know, we have football and basketball coming in full force in August and then also going a little probably into a little bit of September. But this FIBA tournament should be a lot of fun. You know, for fans out there that have a guy on the team or even just for general basketball fans. And like I said, I think we're going to see this Team USA go to gold. They have a lot of tough opponents to play against. They have obviously the Greek freak is playing off in Greece. He's having a hell of a hell of a time out there. I mean I watched his highlights. He's just still dominating and just carrying Greece to wins and he's playing unbelievably out of his mind. And then you have Spain who, you know, produces NBA players and has potential NBA players, but you know, they all don't come over to the NBA. They stick around in Spain. And then you have Serbia who also has NBA players and the same thing. Guys stick around Italy. These teams are all great great basketball teams we're going to see a great tournament i think we're going to witness the summer of kimball walker uh the repeat of tournament kimba he's coming back and i think we're going to see this fiba usa basketball team get to a gold medal and win it all um 
It should be a very exciting. I hope they end up playing Greece because it'd be awesome to see them play against a Greek freak. But I get a funny feeling it's gonna be Spain because Spain's always in it no matter what. But should be a lot of fun. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying the FIBA games if you can watch them. If not, sneak out of work and try to watch them. Don't tell your boss I said that, but. You should definitely try to make the effort to watch it because you've seen Greg Popovich coach our future NBA stars as well. And I think these guys are going to get a, a lot, a lot out of Greg Popovich and a learn from the veterans on the team. So you have, you know, your Donovan Mitchells, your Kyle Kuzmas, your Jason Tatums. Um, these guys are all going to learn a lot playing on this team and playing with a Kimball Walker and a Chris Middleton and playing alongside with Greg Popovich. I think these guys are going to grow a lot. I mean, and you have Brooke Lopez as well, too, who's another NBA veteran who's going to teach these guys a lot. So I think um, if you're just in general an NBA fan, I think you should, or a basketball fan, you should definitely watch the FIBA games and watch our future NBA grow right in front of your eyes and see that all these guys that are playing on this team, a good chunk of those young that young core is going to be NBA All-Stars. Um, but it was great to watch them play today and see highlights of the game. I didn't catch all of it because I was working today. But I did catch some highlights, and it was a lot of fun to watch. And then, like I said, I think we're going to witness the summer of Kimball Walker. Um, but that's it for FIBA basketball. I'm definitely going to cover some more about it. But let's get into my interview with Javis Howard. Awesome interview with Javis. A lot of fun. I really enjoyed talking to Javis. Javis' story is an amazing one. Um, you guys would definitely hear about it, but his story is about hard work and growing and growing up as being a professional. And I think it his story applies not only to professional basketball, but also applies into real world uh, people who work at, in any kind of job. So his story is something to take the key and I think very much to listen to and um, he's just a generally a great, great guy who's actually, fun fact, was about to get on a, a flight to go over to play uh, uh, to go over to play in Europe uh, before he came up. He took he took the call before um, he got onto his flight, so that was really amazing of him, so I really much appreciate that. But here's my interview uh, with Javis Howard. All right, on today's Court Vision, we welcome on Javis Howard, a professional European basketball player. Uh, Javis, welcome to the show. How's it going? Man, first of all, man, just thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me, you know, a chance to tell my side and talk about my journey. You know, this is my first time being able to do that, and I'm quite excited. Oh, I'm Everything's going well. Yeah. Good, good. I'm, ex- I'm excited to have you. I'm very excited to have you. Thank you, thank you. All right, so fun fact for everyone that's listening out there, James is actually getting on a plane today at 2 o'clock to fly out to Europe to play for basketball. Yeah. So uh, it's, this, is, uh, this, is real, this is so much I really appreciate this. So. No problem, man, no problem. All right, James, so let's get, let's get started. So um, let's start with a very simple first question. How did you discover basketball was for you? Um, so actually, I was born in Tampa Bay, uh, Florida, so – Everybody around me played football. That was the thing to play football. So I wanted to play football for so long. I um, ended up moving to uh, Georgia, Savannah, Georgia, and they were playing basketball. So I, I started playing there a little bit in PE. Really terrible, but um, I can tell I was growing because I went from getting picked last to uh, 
I was getting picked even before PE. Like they, we were in class discussing teams, and I was already, you know, getting argued over, you know, who team I was going to be on. And then once I got to, and that was seventh grade. Once I got to, uh, I moved again to Sumner, South Carolina. This is where I started my first time playing organized basketball. But I tried football again. Like I was really, like I really wanted to play football, and I, you know, it was the first sport. You know, football comes before basketball. Yeah. The very first play in practice. I broke my left shoulder, and for a week, I didn't know it was broke. We, we all thought it was a dinger. You know, we thought it was just sore yeah. or whatnot. So for a week, you know, I'm walking around. I can't even move it past 90 degrees. Finally, Friday, you know, somebody's like, yo, we need to get you checked out. Found out that I, um, I tore it, and I dislocated it. I rolled right around. I recovered just in time for basketball season. And I, I just took off, and this was eighth grade, so first time playing bas- basketball was eighth grade. Again, it was ugly, but, you know, I can see the progression, you know, as the season went on. And I went on to move again to Columbia, South Carolina, where I went to high school, um, tried off a JV. And then I went to varsity my sophomore year. And then that sophomore summer, I joined a really good AAU team, the Upward Stars. They're doing really good now. They're, they're much, much bigger than when I played back in um, – 13, 2012, 13-ish. Um, I end up getting 30 offers. Yeah, I end up from all types of mid-majors, wow. 30 offers. And, uh, yeah, I had a really, like, it just really, something clicked on that circuit, just playing. And, you know, I had something that a lot of mid-majors, you know, wanted, you know, being a six seven four, being able to run the floor, um, scoring the post, you know, can guard pretty much everybody on the court. And I um, end up going to Charleston Southern University, where I graduate. Yep. And then now I'm here, you know, playing professional basketball. So it wasn't that long ago, you know. I thought I definitely thought starting basketball late was going to hinder, you know, the process. You know, maybe going D1 or playing professionally. But you know, it's all about how hungry you are. You know, I was I was very determined to play the game. Like I would be out late night in the cold, just dribbling. I had no basketball goal. I would just be out just dribbling up. I had a very big imagination. I think that's key. You know, if anybody wants to do anything, if you have the imagination, you know, I think you, you would like sell your process because, you know, it just stirs up that hunger and determination to really do, you know, what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very true. I think I know, like, even, I think like, even as for me as a kid, when I was growing up playing basketball, I always pictured myself playing, like being hit in that game winning shot or, being yeah, that, there you go. Yeah, the NBA, like pretending I was in the NBA playing against Jordan mm-hmm. and, at the time and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's crazy. That's that's awesome. That's an amazing story. So how you got, how you got into mm-hmm. basketball. It's funny how life works out like that. And now look at you. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're gross. <laughs> yes, sir. So, um, so, when did, so when you were playing basketball, uh, when was the first time you dunked in a game? So the first time I dunked in a game was that very first time playing. So in eighth grade. Wow. Um, yeah, like it was crazy. Like you know, we um, we would. I, I was able to dunk when I first first started playing. When when I when I went to Savannah, Georgia, um, I, I just kept. You know, it was those things where you know I was already tall enough, but it was just you know getting the um the technique down and the routine how to you know go off my left leg and you know and get up there. So um, when I got to uh um eighth grade and began to actually practice. And, you know, in the eighth grade, you know, we do a lot of layup drills and, you know, they wanted me to, um, I began to continue to work on, you know, just dunking 
and they encouraged me to dunk everything. You know, some in some drills, you know, it didn't count unless, you know, I got up and dunked it every time. So just one game, you know, it was it was late in the season. Um, it was a fast break, and it was just, you know, I was already near the rim, and I just caught it, and I was already in stride. And it was just like a twitch. Like, you know, it was it was just, you know, what I had practiced. You know, all we practiced was, you know, running full court, uh, doing, doing three-man weave and catching it and dunking, and that's exactly what it was. I was already near the rim in motion, just like in practice. And I went up and dunked it. Now, the eighth, in eighth grade, you know, now, now these days we, we got – fifth graders, you know, doing windmills. So it's, it's very different. It's very normal now. But back then, it was very rare to see very rare to see a dunk in the game. So, you know, I shocked. It, it, it wasn't at home. So I shocked the people that came to see us, and I shocked everybody that was on, um, <laughs> on the away team. And they, they were even clapping, you know, because that's not that's not something normal. Yeah, it's to have kids dunking yeah. in the grade. It's something you don't uh, my first, Yeah. And so my, my first contact dunk was um, – uh, let's see. I, I I got two dunks in JV. Those those weren't contested. Um, my first one maybe was varsity. I think it was varsity. Um, I just had a. I I remember I had like five dunks that game, and I remember like I I wasn't thinking. You know, that's the best time to dunk on somebody because you know I was just attacking the rim like all I worked on in practice. You know, like you know you're down there with the big man. You just work on, you know, drop stepping all day. You got the, the coach got the pad. He beating you up. Yeah. So yeah. I just remember, yeah, yeah. I just remember catching it in my in in the spots. You know, I had real good point guards. You know, break the uh, break their guy down, get to the spot and drop it off. I remember just going through somebody. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like um c- compared to t- today, but it was just you know I, I I went up and he jumped and I just kind of muscled through him and, and put it in the rim and stuff. And again, like people were like kind of just shocked like I can just see you know people were like ah, I can't believe you know they couldn't even celebrate because it wasn't something you know they were used to me used to seeing me doing but it was just like like wow like it was one of those expressions but um I think I had a real good one in a camp um I can't remember it was it my 10th grade summer or my 11th grade summer I had a real good one I think it might have been off vert again it was just a twitch um, I got it and I just jumped straight up and it was an one too, you know. I got I got pushed really hard, but I still, you know, was holding for the run. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. I, I had I had you know maybe a few. Yeah, damn. So yes, yeah, so that's that's crazy. How tall were you in eighth grade when you were dunking? In eighth grade, I probably wasn't no bigger than six four and a half, six five. But you know, in eighth grade, that's like seven foot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah. looks up to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. Uh, so, when you play in high school, you start getting recruited. What was your recruiting process like? As you mentioned, your third teams, like mid-major teams, look at you. What What was your recruiting process like, and how did you end up deciding on going to Charleston Southern? So, um, the recruiting process. So, once I got on that, that um, team, the old stars, they already had big-time guys on there. They had PJ, PJ Dozier, who went to the um, University of South Carolina and is now signed with the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had they had LJ Peak, who went to um, Georgetown, and now he's in uh, Italy in the first league, in the top league. Oh, wow. And they had – yeah, so they, they had guys on that team who people already wanted to see. So when I got on the team, I was basically like a missing piece. You know, I, I was a power forward. I came in, and I just – you know, I did what I did. You know, I ran the floor. I just brought energy. 
and I and I brought my motor. So when they were when those teams were coming to see them, um, you know, coaches talk. You know, when they like, you know everybody communicates. I, I'm 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 thinking. You know, somebody was like, hey, you just somebody check it, check this kid out. And so my first mid major offer was um I think I want to I want to say the school I committed to Charleston Southern or Rafford in the oh, same wow. conference. Yeah, so once I got those two, um, it was a guy, a scout, you know, like, again, like, they were, they were already scouting PJ and um, LJ, and the scout, you know, he took notice of me, you know, he seen something to me, he said, man, you're going to be a really good player, so, you know, he um, started tweeting about me and stuff like that, and um, I think I had a couple guys, you know, just tweeting about me, just, you know, getting my name out there for me. And that that really boosted it. So when people came to see me on the weekend, and you know I lived up to, you know I I, I guess you can say the height. You know it was just bringing in more offers. You know I, I would bring home uh, like three three a weekend. You know <laughs> for two summers, yeah, for two summers straight. But it really got big. My last time in the circuit, it really got huge. You know I was bringing in a lot of offers, and I got. You know, it, it became it, it became a game a little bit. You know, I had got to twelve, and I'm like, okay. And I got to sixteen, I'm like, wow. Then I got to twenty one, I'm like, wow. Like I'm like, wow. Like you know, people was just like, how many can you get? So I, it was like more motivation. Yeah. Keep going out there and hooping. But you know, like I, I never once thought about I had to choose one school. You know, so you know, it was just funny. You know, people was like, you mean you got all those offers? You only could go to one school. <laughs> Yeah, man, I was just like, you know, and that was true, but, you know, I had a whole bit, a whole lot of schools to look through, man. So to answer your question, what made me choose Charleston Southern, I played with um, B.J. Mackey's son. B.J. Mackey was an All-American at um, the University of South Carolina, and his son played on my high school team, and he played on the AAU team, but he played for the older guys. Um, Me and Justin, you know, you know, we were teammates, and we we did we did some great things on the court. We went undefeated my junior year, his senior year, wow. and you know, of course, won the state championship. Yeah, we. So um, I knew his dad, and I just felt like that was the best. Like, you know, I talked to his dad, and you know, I already kind of knew him, and he was like, "Man, you come do what you need to do. You you'll be in Europe when you finish." And you know, that's all I wanted. You know, I didn't care like where I went to school to get an education or play. I just wanted to make sure that I would have a chance to play. You know after I was done. So, you know, he said that and I jumped on board and um honestly if I can go back I'll be transparent. Um if I can go back I would do a better job of well I didn't I, I wish I would have known be- a basketball a lot more as in who I was on the court and where I fit. You know, I just kinda jumped into that situation without really um studying their team. Yeah. And okay. They need a big also, and they pass it to their big. No, no. And then I can look at it and say, okay, this team likes to use their guards. You know, I wish I would have known that yeah, back yeah. then. But, you know, it, it worked out. You know, I was I was still talented enough, you know, thank God to, you know, put together a nice film and, and just enough to get to Europe. And once I got to Europe, man, it was just, you can, you can, we can talk about that. That's a whole other conversation, man. Getting to Europe, man, it was a whole other ride. But, um, yeah. That's that's pretty much how I chose my school, man. I just felt like, you know, I played with the son. Man, I just felt so much comfortable going with somebody I knew and started going to a whole new staff I never met before and trying to, you know, yeah. you know, um, test the order. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's understandable. I think any kid, at, you know, a kid at 18 or anything like that, I think coming from that, if you know someone, it's more, a little more comfortable making that move than 
maybe going to like somewhere else and you don't know those coaches and you know what they're like or the person right. that they could, be a, they could be really nice to you up front but they could be a complete yeah yeah so i think making that decision is i mean i'm just like very understandable as a kid to do that as well as like the thing is too is when you're getting like those offers and it's like exciting i think to mention upon that it's like that that's got to be an amazing feeling because you're wanted and you know that you're wanted mm-hmm. to play for these teams and like, and just knowing that you're talented enough to play on, on, on a whole nother level of basketball, just must be an amazing feeling to get those that many. Right. right. Yeah. That, that's awesome. So what was your freshman year like at Charleston Southern? Like how, um, how did it go? What, what did it feel like to be out there with a uh, higher competition so my first year, honestly, was tough. You know, in high school, I kind of, I kind of grew up in a sense with just raw ability. You know, I never learned work ethnic, yeah. and I got away because I was just way more athletic, and I was I, I worked harder than anybody. So when you get to a setting where people are working just uh, just as harder or harder or and way more athletic, and they they study the game and they watch film, and they work on their game, it's going to be way different. Like, you know, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna decrease. So I got there, and it was it was tough getting going. Um, luckily, we still got a ring. You know, we had a real good senior class. Um, most of those guys went to play pro. Actually, we, one of those guys are in Lithuania. Um, one's in New Zealand, I think. One's in um, Britain, the U.K., Wow. One is coaching now. One one did Spain, UK, and now is coaching back at Charleston Southern. Wow. One coach, yeah, one coach. At, so all those guys were successful, though. That was a great group of guys to, you know, kind of just you know get mentored from. So this my sophomore year was my time to take over, but I had no idea how to take over. You know, I had all this talent, but I had no idea how to trigger it. And, you know, that's. I think that's how a lot of kids fall by the wayside because they're talented, but they have nobody to really show them how to really, like, you know, get it out, give them a routine, give them a system. You know, that's just some things, you know, I kind of just um, learned as I went through my own process. But um, I got, I, I, my sophomore year was okay. You know, you can, you can, I can look back and people can tell I was talented, but you, you knew it was more, you know, I couldn't really get to that rare form my junior year was a little better you know i was doing a little everything i was i was a lot more comfortable but still there was more in there for me to do and then my senior year i kind of just plateaued out yeah but i was still good like i was still good but i was never you know i was never all conference and i easily should have been you know i was never up for player of the year and i and i, I can you know speak confidence i can speak that confidently you know being the what i've been through especially in europe because you know, I, I really believe that after, you know, because Europe pulled, you know, what I needed in college out of me, you know, because, you know, you had no choice in college. They can't see you home. You know, you're on a scholarship for a full year. So, you know, it, you got a little bit more leeway to, you know, go through, go through a dark time and not making shots and not playing well and then get it back going. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it, it, was, it wasn't as, as good as I would have liked it to be, but I did get my education. And I did do just enough to get that first pro contract, so I'm, I'm happy about that. That's yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. So and where who 
was it the British basketball league that signed you? Was it the first team that put yep. it? Yeah. So the same thing, like, you know, coming from um, high school to college, you know, when, when the, when their um, requirements, so to speak, you know, got a little bit more stricter. Same yeah. thing with the pros. So I didn't know how to be a pro. I, I thought I was ready. You know, I had graduated. You know, I felt like I had a good, a nice little game. But I didn't know how to be a pro. You know, I, I was even asking people, you know, about things, which was okay, but I never, I, I never knew the right questions to ask. At that point in time, like, I never knew how to be approach so when I get there and it was just wide open like they gave me my own car they gave me uh, my own place to stay um they didn't check on you the only time they seen you was when you came to practice or when there was a team event but they, like in college or high school they're not calling you hey how are your grades you know how it's like you know you're you're a man now so it was it was it was it was difficult to get going because you know I was just like the process was dragging me and I wasn't owning the process so um the same thing again, you know, I would show I would show the ability to belong, but it wasn't it was still wasn't there. Like you it, it was still more I could have done it. And I was just, you know, not having a routine and not and being premature and not just knowing how to be a day to day pro and not knowing how to, you know, work the system and stuff like that. So um I got a cut in late October and I thought I was gonna it was it was so crazy, man. Like it was like it was like man, but it was also like a small relief, like because it was just so much, you know, going through that. Yeah. But my agent, man, it was so fast, man. Before I can I can even call home, he was like, man, I have another job. Wow. I'm like, what? Yeah. So you know, my, my team, my, my my team. One thing they did, you know, expresses was they did like me as a person, like I, my personality, like you know. Yeah. And I realized I'll, I'll tell you later about you know your your resume and also your your um what people say about you you know your reputation but um you know everybody came by and even the owner came by you know just expressed that hey you know man we really liked you as a um, person and even when the coach you know let me go it wasn't like a hey man we don't need you no more it was like a long drawn out uh, conversation and I can tell he was genuinely didn't want to let me go but it was a business. Yeah, that's what I learned earlier. Yeah, so the, the, I can like you, you they can they can love you, they can. But man, at the end of the day, it's a business. So, um, I went to Kosovo. Nice. I went to a team. Yeah, I went to a team in Kosovo, and um, that was I had I, my head was a little bit more straight, and I, I knew I knew I had to straighten some things up. But the the situation was so bad, like it wasn't no, it wasn't no UK, it wasn't in your own car. Um, management was a little not up to par, not what I not what I experienced in the UK. Like the UK was just beautifully ran. So I got there, man. It was very humbling, and I remember telling my agent, "Man, get me out of here, man." <laughs> and luckily, he put a yeah, he put an opt out in my contract. Luckily, so um, by the end of um, uh, when did I leave? I ended up leaving on Christmas. Actually, yeah. it was so crazy, man. I'm traveling on Christmas, but I ended up living on Christmas. But before that, I remember telling my agent, like, yo, I, I want to go back to America. And we, we were going back and forth. And he was like, listen, if you come back home, you will never get to come back over. And I didn't understand what he was saying. It, it hit me like when I got home, like it's millions of people trying to play basketball overseas. Oh, wow. You know, so, yeah, so I could have easily just, you know, came home 
and, and with nothing to show for it. And people, I always just got passed, you know, so I still had to stay and fight for my rookie career and continue to play. So um, it's a real funny story. It's real crazy how this game works. So um, the team, again, was like, hey, you know, we got, we going to let you go. Because they, they let me go before I can even tell them I want to leave. They, they let me go. Yeah, they let me go. It's funny, man. It's, it's, it's a funny story. They, they let me go. And I'm, I'm at the meeting trying not to smile, you know, because I was so ready to tell them I want to leave. But they told me. And I was just like, man, ain't this crazy? So they um they let me go. And they was like, hey, man, we really appreciated your professionalism. We're going to try and look for you another team. So I told my agent. And it was like, I told what happened. It was like, man, they even offered it. Um, get me another team. They got me a team in Albania. Albania is right by Kosovo. So the guys literally drove over and picked me up and brought me to Albania. Um, I was on a tryout, but at this point, man, I was just so I've been through everything. I was like, I'm going to make a team. Like I just like, there's no way I'm going through all this, and I'm I'm going to make a team. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to fight for my rookie career. So I get there, I make the team. I end up playing my best basketball because I had been through so much. I had nothing to lose. I was just out there, man, playing. I was a better pro off the court and on the court. I had a system going. I was I was showing up early. I knew how to lock in and focus. So I was putting up double-doubles almost every game. If I didn't put up a double-double, I was a point short or I was a rebound short. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah, man. I was I was really playing my best basketball. And I was scoring a three. I was shooting a three. I was shooting a mid-range. And I was scoring inside, so I was I was literally letting everything out. Um, so you know, me and my uh, friend, who actually also played in the Big South, Christian Bradford, uh, the coach told us at the end. He was like, "Hey, man, when I get another job, I'm gonna call you guys." So we're joking around in our room. We're like, "Hey, there's no way he's coming back to Albania or Kosovo because he Christian played in Kosovo too." Yeah. So we're joking around about that the whole summer, man, and in July. We found out this man had got the job at uh, Rob Betchy, and he messaged me, and I'm just like, "There's no way he's back in Kosovo," and I'm just like, "Man!" And you know, at this point, I don't have any other offers. You know, we, I'm still playing the waiting game, so I'm yeah. just anxious. And so, like, he um, then he called me at 3 a.m. July 3rd. Like, I will never forget. He's like, "Hey, um, I'm working at a uh, BC Rob Betchy." Um, he was like, you know, what's your price, and uh, what would you want? And you know, we we we, t- we discussed that, and then he was like, I'm gonna get back to you. And I was, I, and then um, so I did my research. You know, I stayed up, I didn't sleep. The team has really invested in their organization and club, and they really like new gym. Um, they're doing the FIBA Cup. They're going, so that means they're gonna go around Europe, and then they're gonna do the Balkan League too, which is again going around Europe. Wow. And like it's just a it's just a fresh situation. It's a much different situation than the first time I went in Kosovo. So like I'm just really excited. So the the thing about this is your reputation will sometimes be better than what you do on the court. Like my next I didn't know my next job. Like I was about to quit in December. I didn't know my next job was gonna be wrapped in, you know, staying in Albania and getting through those rough times, man. So you know, for anybody who listens to this and is in that senior year and think about going pro, man, I'll just say work hard on the court and stay focused. But most, I think most importantly, your professionalism off the court and your reputation because your job is literally just uh, opinion away. Like, hey, I like that guy. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him a chance. 
you know, stuff like that. So, man, it was a long journey. I felt like I'm on my fourth year because I was in three teams in three countries. I feel like it's my fourth year, you know, going into this thing. So, wow, that's that's a, that's an amazing. That's actually a really amazing story. And like how much you grew as a person within a span yeah. of almost like under a year, uh, just being a mm-hmm. basketball player and the stuff that you experienced and what it's like over uh, overseas and playing overseas. And that's, that's amazing. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you that you got, you're back on a team, you're back in Kosovo, um, which mm-hmm. you're flying out today, which is absolutely crazy, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not for jumping on a call before your flight. It's, um, yeah, yeah. Um, what would you say, like, the fan base is like out there? And, like, what's, like, you know, for people who don't watch European, like, who don't get a chance to experience the European basketball, what would you say, like, European basketball, like, fan base and styles, like, um, you know, wh- what's it like out there for the for those of us who can't watch a game or haven't, like, don't under, like, you know, don't see it as much? Very passionate. You're, they're, I'll say I would say their country is basically, like, every country is its own NBA you know, it's on NBA league, like, so, like, they treat you like you're a star, you know, especially the foreign players, like, you know, like, you, like, when we see foreign, foreign people over here, you know, we, we, we you know, we kind of just look, especially where they're from, like, um, countries like, you know, Italy and stuff like that, once you hear their voice, but, um, over there, like, you're like, like, um, it's just big time, man, and they really, they really show you love, and it really motivates you, you know, to put on the show for them, and, and bring as much success to their club as you can because they're so genuinely passionate. They want you to win, and they would, they'll be at the airport when you land. They'll be singing songs and clapping no matter what time it is. Yeah, like they really pass. They'll cook you meals. Like if you ever feel comfortable enough, you know, to, you know, go in someone's house, man, like they, they would really like, like show hospitality. And like they, they, it's just love. I honestly say it, it's really, truly love. I feel like, you know, the sports world over there is like kind of their getaway from life. That's how they treat you. Like, like coming to a game is everything for them. Like, you know, you 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 go to a game, but then they they go they go to a game. Like, you know, they they're engaged the whole time. They're there early. They're staying after. They're they really really engaged and really genuinely appreciate you know the uh, sports culture over there. Wow, so they really just embrace the embrace the culture and embrace you guys, it sounds like. And that's that's right. that they like like if you guys see them see them out and they invite you over and make you meals, which is that's uh, that must be amazing just to feel like that, to have that like feeling of like love and embrace. Right, right. Yeah, that's awesome. Sure. Yeah, that's 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 great. Uh wow. Oh yeah, how long how long are the seasons for? Um like what are games how many games do you play in a season over there? Uh, we played. Uh, I think the normal, the the, the the like the minimum is like thirty. I want to say thirty. Some the UK went twice a week. Sometimes the UK went Friday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, Kosovo, we went every Saturday, I think. And if you play around Europe, you probably went Wednesday, and then you play on Saturday domestically. Um, so we'll be playing. Um, we look, we're looking to play twice a week because we're going to play around Europe. So we're going to play our domestic games on the weekend and then we're going to play the international games during the week. So you're going to, so I'm leaving today. I'm going to probably, if everything goes well, deep playoff run, um, maybe a championship. We're going to, I'm going to be there all the way until May. Now the big, big leagues over there, the Euro league, which is like 
close to Spain, like I think right up under the NBA. Yeah. They're gonna go to June. Oh wow. they go to June, June. Yeah, they 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 go long. Damn. <laughs> that's crazy. That's a that's a long season. Um yeah, wow. Wow, so that's that's not and you're gonna be doing a lot of traveling. So you'd be you'd be in Kosovo and then you'd be traveling across Europe mm-hmm. and things like that. So that's awesome. I hope mm-hmm. you I hope you put Kosovo uh, BC Reke on on the map. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I got a feeling you. I got a feeling you are. You got a lot of. You got a lot of work ethic, and you're. It sounds like you're a hard worker and just a professional overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, I think that's it for me. Uh, for all the questions I have, um, I really appreciate you having on, uh, Javis. I really appreciate having you on. This is awesome. Uh, your story is amazing. I, I loved everything about it. I appreciate you, man. Like again, like I never really got to tell my story man like i just nobody really ever asked i think you know this day and age social media stuff you kind of think you know someone's story because you kind of think you've seen everything they post and stuff but no this was this was a different you know thing to actually talk about it and actually just kind of hear it again for myself and kind of look back and say wow i really got through some some tough times but man again i thank you for having me i hope this helped somebody because this definitely would have helped me as a senior in college, you know, wanting to do this. So, yeah, man, I just really appreciate you. Of course, yeah, I appreciate you too, man. And, you know, I uh, would love to have you back on and dude, check it yeah, out. Oh, yeah, definitely. How the season's going and stuff. Definitely, definitely, man. Like, again, I'm going to add you on uh, Instagram. Are you on Twitter? Uh, yep, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. I'll, I'll send it over. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, send it over. Oh, yeah, I'm going to add you. All right, awesome. Okay. Yeah, send me the links to the games, and I'll share the links too as well. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I really appreciate you. Good luck. Have a safe flight today. And um, yeah, I'll, 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 we'll be in touch for sure. Yes, sir. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That was my interview with Javis Howard. I really enjoyed that interview a lot with Javis. Like I said, his story is one for you to, for anyone that's a professional out there, to keep in mind that hard work and showing a face in any which way pays off. Um, really enjoyed that one. I can't wait to have him back on and get an update how everything's going. I'm definitely going to be following him in the Kosovo League and his team, and I hope they do well and win a championship. So looking forward to having Javis on. I really appreciate him coming on, especially before catching a flight to go over to Kosovo. Um, awesome interview with him. But all right, let's get into the NBA schedule. The uh, you know we're, I'm going to cover a couple of important games that are coming up, especially right into um you know from opening night to the christmas day so let's get into it so first one that i have to say opening night is definitely a big one and the nba seems to do it right uh we have the new orleans pelicans versus the raptors uh that's zion's start and his professional career obviously new orleans is going to be on a a lot of national tv games um just because of zion williamson um, definitely the Pelicans are riding the Zion train and going to market the crap out of him uh, and the NBA is too because Zion brings uh, puts asses in seats pretty much um, you know you get to see a guy that you know it was dominant in college and it should be interesting to see how well he does in the NBA and how his game carries over um, you know, is he going to be the athletic freak? Is he going to dunk on everyone? And then also in this game, you're going to see the Toronto Raptors and how they're going to do after losing Kawhi Leonard and the team that they have right now currently. And, 
you know, I don't know how well they're going to be. Um, you know, I think they might be a possible eight seed or seven seed in that in the NBA playoff if you were to look at it. I mean, they still have a chance to make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to make another title run. Um, it's unfortunate that they lost Kawhi, but, you know, that Kawhi signing leads us to the next game, which is, well, the start of the rivalry between the Crosstown rivalry of, oh, well, not even the Crosstown rivalry, um, the rivalry between the Lakers and the Clippers. The rivalry begins on opening night. You know, this is a game that everyone's going to be tuning into. I think this is going to be one of the NBA's highest rating games of the season. You know, you're seeing LeBron James versus Kawhi Leonard. I definitely can't complain about that. Uh, Should be a lot of fun on top of Anthony Davis and Paul George. All the moves that both of these teams made in offseason. It's going to be an interesting one for sure. And I think we're going to continue to see... Uh, this rivalry play out, and I think a Patrick Beverly is going to get to some people's heads. Um, you know, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this rivalry big time because it's going to be something we're going to witness throughout the season, and obviously these two teams are going to be intertwined um, going right into the playoffs and up to the Western Conference Finals. So it should be a very um, interesting first game between the two. Um, so and then. You know, we'll see what happens. Uh, so the other game I want to say you want to look out for is on the 23rd is Celtics versus uh, 76ers, which has always been a rivalry between these two teams. Um, Hartford return, you know, Hartford against his old team, see how well he does against them, how well the crowd reacts to him. You know, I'm interested to see how well the Celtics do against the 76ers. The, the Celtics have always own the 76ers, but the 76ers is, team is bringing out a very big lineup between Ben Simmons, Al Horford, um, Joel, Joel Embiid, and Tobias Harris. This is a tall team, you know. Um, we're looking, you know, the Celtics team with a, a Kimball Walker who's maybe 6'3", 6'4", but, you know, this uh, 76ers team is actually a really interesting one to watch into the season. I think they're not getting a lot of talk because, you know, obviously the Clippers and the Lakers and all the moves they made. But I think they're a, a team to compete with coming out of the East. I think they have maybe the best shot to win the East of just the team that they have. But if this team doesn't win the East of what they have, then, uh, you know, it might start to be reconsidering a coaching change or even making a trade, getting rid of one of those big-name guys. Um, but we'll see how the Celtics do against the 76ers and seeing Al Horford play against his old team. Um, should be very interesting to watch, definitely for sure. You know, big rivalry between these two teams anyways. So it should be a, a fun one to watch. Then on November 27th, just highlight this one on your calendar, folks. If you're a Celtics fan especially, Kyrie Irving's return back to Boston. Uh, definitely going to get booed no matter what, how much he touches the ball. He's getting booed right out of the stadium. Uh, just a guy, you know, you can't say that you hate, hated Boston and coming to Boston and think you're going to get this great reception. As well, tell the team that you're going to sign back with them. So I see the um, Celtics, uh, you know, playing against this Nets team. I think the Celtics beat this Nets team on this night. Um, this is a Nets team without a Kevin Durant. Um, expect, you know, I think the younger guys are going to play out of their mind uh, against the Kyrie Irving and just kind of prove to him for all the stuff that he said about them and talked about them, I think you're going to see a Tatum have at least a 30-point game against them. Um, on to the next night, which is October 24th, is you have the battle of the MVPs. Um, you know, you have the Bucks versus Rockets. This should be a fun one. This is We're seeing a Rockets team with James Harden 
and uh, Russell Westbrook team up together. Um, this should be a lot of fun. Play against the Greek Freak. Can't go wrong about this one. Um, I'm excited as hell to watch this Houston Rocket team play together and see how well these two guys play together. Because you're watching like an explosive player and one of the best scorers in the NBA um, play with each other, and this is going to be exciting. And then, especially for them to go against the Bucks, who a Giannis, who's unbelievably grown as a, a player over the years and where he is today, just. You know, I he's gonna keep growing, and you know, saw a video of him learning how to shoot with Kyle Korver, and that's scary as hell because if he gets that outside shot, he's gonna be one of the most dominant players I think we've ever seen in the NBA. So we'll see how that how this game goes. Should be a lot of fun to watch. Very very excited. Um, also, then we're gonna see the Clippers versus Warriors tonight. Also another great one. Um, same thing with that Clippers team. You got your Paul Jordan, your Kawhi Leonard's, but you also see this new uh, Warriors team that they bring in, uh, Steph Curry and D'Angelo uh, Russell playing together. Uh, should be an interesting game for sure. D'Angelo Russell is an absolute beast. Um, I want to see how well he plays with Steph Curry and plays uh, that second role to him. Uh, you know, here's a guy that was leading his the Brooklyn Nets and bringing Brooklyn to new heights and ends up getting traded uh, in a signing deal, obviously, for uh, Kevin Durant. Um, so it would be interesting to see how well he meshes with this Warriors team uh, with a Steph Curry and then eventually when Clay Thompson comes back. And then finally for the other game that we're just going to cover and other games that we're just going to uh, talk about is December 25th. Christmas Day is going to be a great day for basketball. I'm very excited for Christmas Day. Um, you have the Boston Celtics versus Toronto Raptors. Um, you have the Milwaukee Bucks versus Philadelphia. You have the Rockets versus the Warriors, the Clippers versus the Lakers, and the Pelicans versus the Nuggets. All great games, you know. I think the Celtics uh, versus, you know, the, the, the Pelicans versus Nuggets game and the Celtics versus Raptors game might be not as exciting as the ones in the middle of, you know, the Bucks, 76ers. Uh, the Greek Freak, you know, a battle for the top of the East. You're going to see um, the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors, two great teams and two dynamic duels going against each other with D'Angelo Russell, Steph Curry versus James Harden and Russell Westbrook, also a rivalry. Um, these two teams have met each other in the playoffs so much, um, you know, within the past three years, and the Warriors have gotten the best of them. You know, can this Houston Rockets team best them now with what they have, with the with Westbrook and Harden playing together and see how well Westbrook and Harden are playing together. Now, I remember around this time, they were putting the blame on uh, who the hell was it that was with Carmelo Anthony, and they got rid of Carmelo Anthony because of Rockets, uh, the Rockets' woes. So hopefully that doesn't happen um, to this Rockets team because I'm excited to see... I'm actually excited to see both of these teams play together. I love D'Angelo Russell. I think he's a great player. I love Westbrook, and I love Harden, and I love Curry. I think... All these guys playing against each other is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, the shooting and the defense and the trash talking is going to be awesome. And then we go back to the Clippers versus Lakers. Uh, you know, from opening night, now we go on the Christmas Day getting them again. And, you know, the NBA is doing it right. They uh, know how to market the best games and how to get the ratings on up on those nights. And, you know, Clippers versus Lakers is going to be a hell of a matchup again, you know. Um how well is LeBron going to do? And what's after what happened in the first game uh, between those two teams, How what's going to happen in the second game? 
how much are we going to see these two teams battle out? And, you know, I think this is our Western Conference Finals preview, too, as well. I think these teams are going to beat the crap out of each other. Um, and then you have that you have that Pelicans versus Denver Nuggets team, both two great young teams. I mean, Denver, um, who just about, almost made it to the conference uh, finals last year, uh, is a great, great team and has a great young core, and we're watching them grow. And then the Pelicans are, I think, are a team that's a two, three years away from making the playoffs for the team that they have, and we're going to see them play as well, too. So we're going to have great matchups on Christmas Day. Um, this is... Obviously, all full of superstars, all-stars, and future stars and contenders all playing on one night. Um, a lot of fun. It's definitely Christmas Day for sure. Um, you get your, you get to spend time with your family and watch the games and have fun and enjoy it. You know, So those are the games that we're going to just a couple of the key games we're talking about now. Um, on the next episode, I'm going to cover a few more key games as well. Um, but I appreciate you guys for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed today's interview, and I hope you guys have a great, great weekend, and I will see you Tuesday.